Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. How many high priests are there? There's one. He has access to God. He's at the right hand of the Father. But we have even Christian churches today that will tell you to pray to man or to a saint or to Mary. No, that's not right. You wouldn't pray to me. I have no better access to God than you do because we're all just men and women. Many religions today have as their focus of worship the universe or some ascended man, whatever that means. As a result, you're praying to some nothingness or to a man or a woman who somehow made it to godness, whatever that means. Pastor Mark will be teaching today that the great thing about Christianity is that it's not general or generic. You're following a man who existed in history. You get to choose to believe what he said about himself. And you get to pray to his Father, who will answer you. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in Hebrews chapter 7 as he continues his message, Jesus, our High Priest. Many of you are in those decision modes. We all are from time to time. What is God's will? I want to seek his will, not mine. So I'm keeping searching for that will. And last, because God isn't a robot, you don't put a coin in and the answer comes. God isn't one of those little black balls that you turn and it goes, yes, no, maybe. He's a person. So we ask, and of course, in that is God's timing. Those are the three things. Maybe you're here out of a job, getting ready to a decision to do with your home, a job decision, a health question. What do I do about this? You're dating someone. Well, all of these things simply go here. Ask, seek, and knock. One of that beautiful thing, I think all of that is, is all of those really come out of the Lord's Prayer. It's a beautiful thing. Now, if I do that... If I keep doing that and I have faith, Pastor Mark, I prayed before and I don't expect God to answer. Well, I've already answered that, didn't I? God can't be pleased. Tell me without what? Without faith. So he is going to answer. He promises to. Well, where does he promise to do that? Look at the next verse. Verse 8. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds, and to him who knocks, the door will be open, asterisk. Is there an asterisk in your Bible? There's no asterisk. 
So what does that say to me? If I genuinely want God's will, and I am asking and seeking His will and knocking, looking for the open doors, there is no expiration date, there's no exceptions, there's no fine print, there's no asterisks. God will bring an answer. Well, Pastor Mark, what if it's no? By the way, is it no sometimes? Quite often. Here's what I've learned. If it's no, and I'm serious, after we get over the hurt, the disappointment, here's what I've learned. If it's no, God's got something better. It's never failed. There's always something better. So we have to have an expectation with it. Now back to Hebrews. So God is guaranteed to answer my prayers. That's a beautiful thing because I go to him. I have access to the creator of the universe through Jesus Christ. Verse 23. Now there have been many of those priests since death prevented them from continuing in office. But because Jesus lives forever, he has a permanent priesthood. So like all the people in the Bible who serve God with their gifts, the Levitical priests were no different. They had a certain lifespan. If their lifespan was more than the years that they could serve, documented in the Bible, another priest had to come along. They just kept dying. New priests kept coming along. Joshua succeeded Moses. Why? Moses died. Someday, somebody will succeed me in this pulpit. Why? Two reasons. One, God will call me somewhere else, or I'll die. That's what's going to happen. And for you and I, the wonderful thing is, because Jesus Christ is in heaven, guaranteed to be the high priest forever, there will never be a successor. Jesus isn't temporary. He is always going to be there. So, next thing you want to write, maybe it doesn't sound important, but to the Jewish people, this was huge. Who's the high priest now? Who's the whatever? Well, the next statement is simply this. Jesus is better because his priesthood is permanent. Wouldn't it be nice to have a really, 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 in every office in the nation, Really, really quality people. They love God. They ruled their offices from the president to the courts to the whatever. Wouldn't it be nice to have all those people? And they were just permanent. And we never had to have chads or any of that jazz. And we didn't have to pretty soon next year is going to be a horrible year of ads, isn't it? Can you already think about it now? I approve of this ad. I approve of these lies. Thank you very much. That's the country we're in, aren't we? We all laugh about it, but it's sad, really. Jesus is permanent. Well, verse 25. Therefore, because he is, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him. Now, let me just stop here for a moment. And I'll be kind. Because I really mean this. Notice what it just says there. Let's read it again and think about this. Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God, what? What if you try to go to God, not through him? Can you be saved completely? No. We already know that, John 14, 6. He is the way. He's the truth. He's the life. Another thing that's very important, 
And I'll just say it kindly. Because Jesus is the high priest permanently forever, let's read the verse again, and is able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. How many high priests are there? There's one. He has access to God. He's at the right hand of the Father. But we have even Christian churches today that will tell you to pray to man or to a saint or to Mary. No, that's not right. You wouldn't pray to me. I have no better access to God than you do because we're all just men and women. By the way, the Bible calls us all saints. We don't look like that sometimes, do we? And Mary was wonderful, but she doesn't have any better access to God than you and I do. So I think this is huge, and not just that, but there's many people today that say all roads lead to God. No, there's only one road that leads to God. It's Jesus Christ. Pastor Mark, that's narrow. Yes, but truth is narrow. Two plus two is four. Even if you get the modern math, it's still four. Still four. Now, think about your sins. I mentioned this earlier. All of a sudden, you're sitting there, and Satan brings this whatever from the past. And you get condemned, and you feel terrible. I was thinking about this as I came in. Can you imagine if we all came in, and God just had us sit here, and pretty soon he went, Mark Balmer, he put a sin up there for this last week for me, for you all to see. Man, you'd be horrified, and so would I. <laughs> but then he just went down the row. Would there be anybody standing and sitting in this building with pride at the end of that service? Nobody. Well, I'm glad he doesn't do that. Here's a verse that you need to be reminded of, and I need to be reminded of from time to time. Remember, he's able to save completely. Well, Psalms 103 says this, As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Can I hear an amen? I was reading something recently, and I thought it was classic. If I was in New York and wanted to travel as far as west as possible, how far would I go? Well, when I reached Los Angeles... The Philippines are still in the West. After that, China's still in the West. And from there, if I keep going, I end up back where? In New York. Well, how far is the East from the West? You can't measure it. This person says this, does Satan ever bring up your past sins? If the answer is yes, then here's what someone says to, do, to say to Satan. Tell Satan to go to the East. If he comes back, tell him to go to the west. If he comes back again, tell him to keep going from the east to the west. Will he ever find the sin? No. Hallelujah. So remember, our sins are forgiven. There is no more condemnation. When we're forgiven, we're forgiven. We're clean. It's not covered. It's forgiven. Here's another better Jesus is better because his forgiveness and salvation are complete. That was never possible in the Old Testament. And so the writer, Paul, is saying to this little group in Italy of Jews, 
Why would you ever want to go back under the old covenant? Your sins were never, ever fully forgiven. They are today. Now, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, you don't need to turn there, reminds us of this. After he had provided purifications for our sins, he, Jesus, sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So, do you know in the holies of holies, in the Old Testament, in the tabernacle, in the temple, there were no chairs. I thought this was classic as I studied it. There was no place in the holy of holies for the high priest to sit down. Why not? Because his work was what? Never done. He couldn't walk in and go, no more worried about any sacrifices forever now. Payments in full. There was no chairs. The high priest never sat down because the, well, the making of sacrifices was never complete. But notice Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God. Does that speak to you? See, that speaks volume to me. Because Jesus said it from the cross. It is finished. I want you to write this statement because I think it's huge for all of us when we get anxious. Jesus, our high priest, is at rest. So we can be at rest. Are you anxious tonight? Anxious that maybe that which you've asked God to forgive, he hasn't? Quit being anxious. It's forgiven. Anxious that he hasn't heard your prayer and you don't have the response yet? Relax. The answer's already on the way. Because he's seated in at rest, I can be at rest. That's huge. Because many times we're not at rest. You lay down at night and our mind's going everywhere. Notice all the ads for sleeping pills and whatever. Just put one of the tapes on for me. Put you right to sleep. Yeah. Don't you dare try to email me and say it works. That sin Jesus wouldn't forgive. There's no question about it. All right, verse 25. I love this. Look at the end of it. Because he always lives to intercede for them. Here's what I wrote. What do you live for? One of the great pleasures of Jesus is to intercede for you and me. That's huge. He loves it. He loves it. That's why he came to this earth. So he could forgive us. So Jesus lives to intercede for me, and he enjoys it. He always lives to intercede for you and for me. Because I know he's there doing that, I don't have to be afraid that things are going to come in my path that I won't be able to overcome. Do you know that Jesus already knows what's ahead for you tomorrow and me? He already knows the trials. He already knows the difficulty. He already knows the situation. I believe in many kinds he's already interceding for us. He's providing a way. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. 
No trouble, trial will overtake you. He will provide a way of escape. God's already arranging that for you and for me. You know, one day when Peter and Jesus were walking, Jesus said this to Peter, Simon, Satan is asked to sift you as wheat. But I prayed for you, Simon, that your faith will not fail. God can't be pleased without faith. And when you have turned back, you're going to make it. Strengthen your brothers. God already knows how to strengthen you. He knows how to strengthen me. I can be at rest. He's interceding for me in my trials, in my difficulties. Well, look at verse 26. Such a high priest meets our needs, one who is holy and blameless and pure and set apart from sinners, exalted above the heavens. Unlike the other high priests, he does not need to offer sacrifices day after day, first for his own sins and then for the sins of the people. He sacrificed for their sins once for all when he offered himself. For the law appoints as high priest men who are weak. But the oath which came after the law appointed the son who has been made perfect forever. You see, in the Old Testament, the priests were sinners. In the Israeli daily sacrifices, the priest would offer sacrifices for the people. And they didn't have to offer sacrifices, obviously, for his own sins. On the Day of Atonement, he'd start with himself and then the sins of the people. Quickly, just keep your finger in there, but we'll be right back. Turn to Exodus chapter 32. Let's, let's think about the first high priest. How good was the first high priest? If you compare Jesus and Aaron, is there much? Now, Aaron was a great guy. He did a lot of wonderful things. But Aaron sometimes didn't do so well. You kind of remember it. Exodus chapter 32, verse 1. When the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down from the mountain, they gathered Aaron and said, Come, make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses who brought us up out of Egypt, we don't know what's happened to him. And Aaron answered them, Obviously, without asking God's advice. Take off the gold earrings that your wives, your sons, and your daughters are wearing. See, ladies, gold earrings are sinful. It's, it's right here. I said that to try to help you guys at Christmas time, but I guess it's not going to work. No, my wife was looking for some the other day, so I'll be buying them. Merry Christmas, honey. Take off the gold earrings that your wives, your sons, and daughters are wearing and bring them to me. So all the people took off their earrings and brought them to Aaron. And he took what they handed him and made it into an idol, cast in the shape of a calf, fashioned in it with a tool. Then they said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. When Aaron saw this, he built an altar in front of the calf and announced, Tomorrow there will be a festival to the Lord. So the next day the people rose early and sacrificed burnt offerings and presented fellowship offerings. After they sat down to eat and drink and got up to indulge in revelry, which you know is every kind of sexual activity. Scoot down to verse 21. Moses comes back. He sees all of this. He says to Aaron, Aaron, you're my leader. You're the high priest. You're the one representing God. You're the bridge to God. How did it go? He said to Aaron, what did these people do to you? That you led them into such great sin. See, that's supposed to be exactly the opposite of a pastor. 
to lead them into great paths of righteousness with God. Well, what led them into such a great sin? Don't be angry, my Lord, Aaron answered. You know how prone these people are to evil. So where's the fingers going immediately? They said to me, make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses who's brought us out of Egypt, we don't know what happened to him. So I told them, whoever has any gold of jewelry, take it off. And then they gave me the gold, and I threw it in the fire, and wham, bang, boom. Look at this. Incredible. I'm a magician too. Amazing, isn't it? Aaron, a leader. What kind of a high priest is that? By the way, something interesting. You know why Aaron stayed alive after that? Because Moses interceded for him to God. Otherwise, Aaron would have been toast. So when you think about that, let me warn you of something. There are liberal colleges. There are liberal theologians. There are liberal pastors. There are liberal priests who teach that Jesus, when he was on this earth, sinned. If that's true, we have no priest that can intercede for us because the sacrifice wasn't complete, it wasn't perfect, and we have no access to God. Even worse, there is no temple, there are no more sacrifices, we're on our own. But that's a lie from the pit of hell. Let me show you the scripture. You just read it in Hebrews. We just read it where we were. Look at the scripture in 2 Corinthians. This is powerful. Anyone that says that to you, you tell them absolutely not. God made him, Jesus, who had no sin, to be sin for us. In other words, the sin was just placed on him. So that in him, we might become the righteousness of Christ. All humanity is sinful, fallen, I need someone who knew no sin to be my sacrifice. Jesus made atonement for you. He made atonement for me. And he exchanged my sinfulness and gave me, in exchange, right standing with God. No asterisks. I have access to God. The permanent the perfect high priest. Last thing for you to write, Jesus is better, the only sinless and perfect sacrifice. Because of that, I can be forgiven completely, saved to the uttermost, and at rest. It's hard not being raised in the Jewish tradition to fully understand and appreciate the role and importance of the priest. Pastor Mark's teaching today helped to make this part of the Bible more understandable. You learn that since Jesus lives forever, that he'll always be available to be the go-between for you to God. And he's always standing in the gap for you against Satan. You don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today, and we'd love to connect with you. 
feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. This brings us to the end of Pastor Mark's message, Jesus, Our High Priest. Next time, he'll begin a new message called Christ's New Covenant is Better. You'll find out about the biblical idea of covenants and about God's covenant with Abraham. You'll find out about the strengths and weaknesses of it. You'll then find out about the new covenant and how it's better than the old one. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. in a hurry.